Into the Welcome everybody to Lord Dumb. Hey, what's up, everybody? Didn't see you there. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oops. It's really good. Welcome to Lord Dump. This is me, Mr. Shicka Dance, one of your hosts, and who do I have? Who is this over here? This weird guy in this weird flannel shirt that you can't see. Where? Oh, me. Yes. Yes. It's me. It is I, the governor. Uh, Josh, the second part of Lore Dump, the less good part of Lore Dump, if you ask okay, me. Okay, well, three nice things. No, 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 we're not doing I'm this. holding this podcast hostage until I hear three nice things out of your mouth, Josh. Uh, okay. Sunsets are nice. Uh, I like raisins. Those are nice. Uh, and the sound of kitty cats purring are nice. See what I did there? I'm offended physically by what you've just said. I... But <laughs> I'm not going to let you hold the podcast hostage now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lord Dump. <laughs> I want. Can we get into what physically offended means at some point? Never mind. Sorry, I'm off the rails completely. I'll already. tell you when you're older. This is a podcast where we build a world before your very ears. It's great to have you all with us here. But that's not all, Josh. What's special about today's episode? <laughs> Guys, I'm like so hyped right now. I'm I'm like bouncing a little bit in my chair. We have a special guest today, guys. We have a special guest. Yeah, Wait, it's... you didn't clear this with me? Hold on. Oh, uh, Sean, I, I need to talk to you about something. I'm uh... the new Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Sean 2.0, new and improved. It's me, oh, Sean. Oh, no, I've been replaced. <laughs> we didn't even get to episode 10 before I got replaced. <laughs> Tell us, new Sean, what are your new features, uh, upgrades from Sean 1.0? Uh, I love Rangers now. Yep. <clears throat> this is a sin cry. Yeah. They're my favorite I I class to play, actually. Uh, don't listen, Druids, audience. It's not disgusting. me. <laughs> Rogues never heard of him. <gasps> oh, no. Wow. I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about this new Sean. I guess it's, I'll pack my bags and I have been replaced. I also dyed my hair. That's true. It's pink, mm-hmm. hot pink. I think it's well, a good okay, look. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm the. Uh, wow! I just lost the word. Uh, red beard, I'm hot becoming pink hair, acclimated to new Sean. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can also that's turn left, which uh, Sean 1.0 can't turn left. Nope, we've noticed that. No, about it's him. all right. Mm-hmm. I'm all right. <laughs> oh, boo. Hey, what's our guest? What's, what's our guest's real? Oh, who name? am I really? That's a good question. <laughs> who are you? What are you? Why are you? Oh no, you really brought those questions in. <laughs> I'm Sarah. <laughs> Ooh, wow. And Sarah. Uh, what might the people know you as in uh, social media? You platforms? all might know me as Sarah is Coffee on all the things, but you know, probably most likely TikTok and, and the Welcome In also, which is my favorite place on the internet. There you go. You're a force to be himself. reckoned with, Sarah, in regards to the indie content creation. Genuinely, I'm sincerely. Storm. Bits aside. A door? A tour de tabletop. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, that's good. Thank you. Thank so you, we have you. a guest today, and we're going to do some fun things with our guest. But before we do that, do you know what our viewers can do, Sean, if they want to participate in our show? We did skip right over that part, didn't we? We did. And now I'm bringing yeah. it back around organically, yeah. and then you were like, hey, can I well, point no, it I out? Stop <laughs> it. Lampshading. It Can't do it. Super uncomfortable. <laughs> Sarah, what would you say our listeners could do if they uh, wanted to ask us about this podcast yeah, yeah. or questions or something? Well, you really have to wait until a blood moon. Um, and then once good. the time mm-hmm. is right, uh, mm-hmm. you you open your browser and you email lorddumpquestions at gmail.com. Or you can go wow. to a Twitter account. But it has to be during <laughs> a blood moon. 
That wasn't even prompted. That's 100% accurate. Yeah, well, I, only well, during I listened the to the walk. podcast. <laughs> just, I'm surprised. I didn't Whoa. think anyone listened. Honored, honored, genuinely. <laughs> We've been locked in this basement since the first episode went live. So Yeah, yeah it was so, hard to break in, but I think worth it. Yeah. And I mean, so Where's for those of you who haven't had your questions answered yet, Blood Moon. Get it together. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I think the next one's coming up soon. So yeah, it's yeah. soon. Those your, questions your, ready. your chance is coming up. Thanks, Sarah, for helping us with that. We had no idea how our own question and answer section worked, so it really helps having you here. <laughs> they just kept appearing, and I was dumbfounded. <laughs> Amazing. It's a miracle every day. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, we have our first guest, Joshua. Who? Oh, right, Sarah. No, Sean 2.0. I'm really confused. It's five minutes in. Come on. Shh, quiet. <laughs> so, our first guest... We're going to do a little something different here. Mm-hmm. We're not going to come up with everything like all the other episodes. We're not just going to sit here and craft in front of you for an hour. We're going to make Sarah do all have... of it. Three, two, one, go, Sarah. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, okay. No, so the first thing you do, you know the chicken? Get rid of it. Okay, Crack no, it. no, no. That's <laughs> it. Cancel, back cancel. In for a second for legal reasons. <laughs> Our lawyers are waving a bunch of red flags. Um, we do need to just step real quick. Oh, you're, t- you're telling me it has to Chick- be a collaborative thing? Uh, yeah, uh, looks, looks like. I think the chicken at least needs to stay. Yeah, this if it's going to be a you The chicken kind of is thing. my favorite part, so I, I feel like I can't get rid of it. Oh, it's so well, good. It, it is our base of everything else that we've done so yes. far, so yes. it kind of has I mean, to stay. It has I love Sarah's like, okay, we're just going to pull the, uh, the the rug out from underneath all of this, and you guys get to start from zero again. Hey. It's not even like, hey, let's clear off the table and then move the table. It's, I'm going to pick up the table and throw it out a window. Yeah. Exactly. Bye, table. Yeah. Goodbye. Pro DM tip. Destroy everything. Pretty much. I mean, I did I did get taught at one point uh, that if you really want your things to be good, you have to uh, kill your baby is the idiom. Uh, which is take mm-hmm. the things that are most dear to you and sacrifice them to the altar of creativity. So that's just what we're doing yeah. here, you know? Okay, yeah. okay. Well, instead gotta... of sacrificing our creation, we're going to sacrifice your personality uh, uh, to the yeah. altar of creativity. And we're going to make I... a Sarah PC. And... Yes, a Sarah NPC. Yes. Amazing. Yes, yep. that's what we're going to yeah. do. And I did, I did burn all of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards just earlier today so that we could create really good today. Good. Those are my most valued possession. All of my blue eyes. Oh, my God. Are now destroyed. Yu-Gi-Oh boy. I don't know if that's still a thing. Do people know what a blue eyes is anymore? I've For the meme. never played Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh in my life, so yes. I was, I was really worried Moving you were on. just going to say I've never played Pokemon in my life, and I was like, oh, you just made a lot of people real mad. <laughs> Oh, a lot of enemies. I have made them angry now. I downloaded Pokemon Go. Is that enough? That's that's a walking game. That'll probably appease them. <laughs> All right, so let's start getting crafty with this character, mm-hmm. Sarah. What uh, what would you like to make? This is your thing in our world. This is your free sort of space to create. Sure. Yeah. What are you, yeah. um, you going to start like? Are you going to start with a background or a profession or a race or a role in the world? What, hmm. what do you think? Okay. I would love, because, like, we're creating something that's kind of, like, fitting into this world. And then we're kind of taking it and building out from it as well, correct? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would love. Maybe. We don't really know what's happening. Sure. Yes. That's true. <laughs> you have no idea what's about to come out of my mouth so oh, exciting no. <laughs> oh god no 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 i i love the idea of like 
and I don't know how this fits into your lore, maybe being like a lesser, lesser, lesser deity, like a patron or something, uh, that is lesser, lesser, hidden lesser. Away. So three lessers. Three lessers. <laughs> well, I mean, like, because there's there's okay. like the great old ones in D&D kind of thing, uh, but like, they're not. So you're like an okay old one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, all, and all right old one. <laughs> You're like, okay. you're like, all right, old one. You're like the old one who was picked on in the playground and nobody really like wanted to hang out with. Last choice for dodgeball, always. Yeah, like, you're you're like a great boomer. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, what of, like, have I done? Your warlock is like doesn't get to select their patron, and they get stuck with you, and they're like, oh man. Yeah, they're like, I got powers from a powerful being, and they're like, oh, what's the being? And they're like, <laughs> so you're an embarrassing patron. Patron, there's so I I really like how you were just like you know what Josh Sean I want to be a fucking god too. <laughs> I didn't see it going in that direction yeah, but I, I do kind of like that. I really I mean, like it yeah when someone asks you on a podcast you say yes and then you say you're a god got it you, you <laughs> you're wise you played your cards in the right order it's and, true and I'm excited. Yes. okay so you want to be a warlock patron. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. interesting. So our world lore has kind of established warlock patrons come in a few shapes and sizes. Sure. Um, there. Some we might. Well, some we haven't even made up yet. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. It could be whatever. But one thing to make it so we can we can either kill ourselves by completely making basically an entire new pact and so on and so forth, um, or patron type, or we can like fit you into an existing patron type. Mm-hmm. So like you know, great old one or fiend or whatever. And you kind of are vibing great old one. Is that correct? I think I think I do vibe with that great old one kind of. Because fiends are like, I'm definitely evil. Whereas great old ones are like, maybe. So You don't know me. Yeah, exactly. They're unknowable. They're the hipsters. Do you like that? Okay. So you you fall within the great old one. I don't know what I'm saying. The <laughs> hipsters of divinity. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They wear a lot of plaid tattoos, mm-hmm. man buns. I was a patron before it was cool. Yeah, exactly. I had a patron way before it was cool. <laughs> I just have this okay. weird image of Brayless with a man bun as a patron now for some reason in my mind. But uh, I've gotten some fan art with him in a man bun, and it's my favorite thing in the world. God, he's hot with a that's man fantastic. bun. That's fantastic. He he's hot all the time. It's a problem. For those of you who don't, the official <laughs> those of you who don't know, Brayless is Sarah's character in Rolling Tides, which you can watch on the Welcome Inn. Every Friday. Oh, yeah. Hey. So, great old one patron. Mm-hmm. Patrons <laughs> in our world, um, great old, old ones really haven't been defined. Like, fiends, we've established the nine hells at this point, uh, okay. and that's canonical. We've talked about the underdark, um, which right. surrounds the yoke, uh, the mantle, <laughs> as a good source for random patronness. We talked about a gross evil worm thing and possibly fleshing that out, but there's Ooh. lots of room for patrons there. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So wh- wh- where are you manifesting from? Are you coming across from another planar space, or are you a part of that yoke gang? <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. That's such an interesting Hashtag thought. Yoking. Hmm. What a yoke this is. What a yoke, that guy. Uh, <laughs> well, from what I, from what I remember, uh, coming across the planes in this world is quite the ordeal. Um depends on the plane oh okay mm-hmm. yeah because the one the chicken's from that's like a new thing we haven't built out yet okay yeah, yeah exactly but the other ones still exist so far yeah 
yeah, yeah. The the cosmology is a little weird because sure, we haven't sure. explained yeah. how those planes interact with each other in any way, shape, or form. So if you have a plane in mind, we may have to figure out how that plane Ooh, engages with the world. force you into We've figuring it, it out. Yes. <gasps> That's exciting. Do it live. This is yeah. this is you're experiencing lore dump in its truest form, which is us going, hey, let's do this. Oh crap! Now we got to figure this. Out. <laughs> now we got to fix this <laughs> yeah. hole. Uh, We're splashing around in primordial soup, essentially. Literally. How does uh, does the Feywild the Feywild live in this world at all? Yes. I want I want him to be from the Feywild. Okay. Interesting. Uh-huh. And a great old one trapped in the Feywild. Yeah. That's cool. So let's think. Okay, here's the mythos, right? Around mm-hmm. what we've got in regards to at least a god of nature, right. is that the god of nature dislikes the sentient beings that are seated across this planet. Ooh. He's The mm-hmm. reason that other animals were made is because sentience is irritating and obnoxious, and that god is somewhat dismissive of mortals and sentience. He finds them annoying. Amazing. That's the lore behind it. So what would he be doing when or they be doing when they made the Feywild like what's the concept did they make the Feywild that's true or is it like you said a plane that's just kind of butting up against this I feel like it it always sort of existed in its own Mm. way because this egg is not infinite time wise Mm -hmm. okay so here's here's something that could be interesting if we predicate that the Feywild did always exist kind of separate from the egg, uh, then your nature god, who hates sentience, could be directly at odds with this patron boy in a... What's that Greek mythology where the dude brought humans fire and the gods were like, screw Prometheus? you? Prometheus? Prometheus, right? yeah. yeah kind of like a Prometheus-like patron where uh, the god of nature in your world was like, nah, get out of here. So they're trapped in the Feywild. Interesting. So this Serapis is in the Feywild, is something that manifested sentience inside the Feywild against this god of nature's will and then began hanging out with mortals and giving them more information, which just pissed this nature god off more. Mm-hmm. So aligning yourself like with this patron will make you a natural enemy of that nature god. Okay, okay, I like that. Now That's I will say, sort of, not a direct. The nature god is kind of like ah, about this oh, stuff, okay, so it's not cool. like an in conflict thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go play with horses. Yeah, basically <laughs> is their thing. But it's definitely irksome to them that you are literally the polar opposite of what this this deity would want. Right. In every yeah. shape and form. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting to think Stirring about. up problems. I like that. Okay, okay, that's cool. Okay. I also like the idea of a Feywild-based Great Old One instead of, like, the Feywild patron. Mm-hmm. Or the Archfey. Yeah. I do think that's really cool. That's great. To come at it from that direction. This Great Old um, One from the Feywild. Now, my question, is the Feywild essentially acting as your pr- prison wardens? The guards, the watchers, the people keeping you there. I would absolutely say yes. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So you're because that in it, its own like breeds this whole like you have to eventually go into the Feywild for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's an adventure there. And you're reaching yeah, across the plane to reach your patrons on the mortal realm. Mm-hmm. Which brings in possible hooks for your player characters that would be very <laughs> very cool. 
And that would give, like, I mean, we haven't talked that much about it, but Eladrins that come over from the Feywild into, you know, Toreg, they would have an innate understanding, or at least a know, they would know of this nature god, and they'd be like, a, eh, I see you up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Cool. I feel like this this being needs a name. It's very true. And here's the terrible thing. Whenever I need a name, I go on fantasy name generators. <laughs> Dude, a mood. Ceres Cofey. Cofey? No. Cofey. Yes. That's a blast from Cofey. Cofey. Oh, no. Let's not The Trump tweet? Yeah. That's not what we want. Josh is like, that's a great random thing that no one should have I've ever said. I've never heard that before. It, it, what kind of person would say, never mind, we're going to get really political here. I wanna just, it's going to go bad. Yeah, mm, real stop. fast. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. Amazing. Okay, so so not that, but hmm. Jeff Fafa. Dunham. Dun- You've been watching a lot of Jeff Dunham. Jeff Fafa Dunham. I've noticed. No, Jeff Fafa. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, naming okay, is the hardest well, part. It really is. I always defer to Sean using... when I need names. What? What? Me? Hmm? Why me? <laughs> You're good at them. You came up with Roundtable. Well, this is... Yeah, well, you are good at I, names. I can name a, a a show. I can't name a person. Hmm. <laughs> It'd be Greg. <laughs> could we? Old Greg. Could old we, Greg. Could we do Greg, but it's just like two tildes above the E? Yes. Greg. Big. <laughs> and honestly though like who is your really who's like your that. old god patron greg i worship i worship the deep one greg <laughs> <laughs> forbidden oh, knowledge has taught me his name is greg <laughs> i poured I through that. the old tomes and just found his name there and, like the full translation is the same name, but with like thirty G's at the end. Greggy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh my god, it's perfect. I love it. That's oh, fantastic. It's everything I've ever wanted this. in a name. What else do we need for a great old one patron? Is well, there an okay? What is this? If say if they were released, what would they do next? What would be their next? Their like I got to do this now. That's a really good question um, because I feel like normally with like patrons, like once they're released, it's like, ooh, doom and gloom. The world's going to end kind of thing. Yeah. But this a lot one. Of cataclysm. Right. This one seems very people. Oh, okay. I was going to say this one seems like pretty chill with like the world. But hey, obviously, if it's been imprisoned in the Feywild for a while, it has a personal grudge against this mm-hmm. nature god. So maybe when it gets out, it goes about, it likes the humans, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the animals. That's a fucked up thing. So it just despises animals. <laughs> or, or, okay, workshopping here, one concept. Yeah, do it. The greatest slight to this god would be to give animals sentience. Yes! <laughs> so it Make just starts awakening <laughs> all the animals? Yes. <laughs> Like the last time yeah. this old got this old this great old one got across planes, Leonin happened. Amazing. It made like Leonin to Baxies. Mm-hmm. It made uh, lizard folk turtles <laughs> just to piss off this god. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. And we just established the origin mythos for like all of the animal hybrid. All of races. the animalistic like Arakakras, <laughs> Kank. Well, Kanku's 
Yeah, kind of. God, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Kinda. God, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> They're all little Krieg babies. <laughs> they are. Or Grieg. Just, oh, my just, God. I got to piss off this other nature god. So, you know what? This lion can talk now. It's, it's a person. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Deal with it. Amazing. That's. I feel like, okay. <laughs> I, I feel it. like Great Old One is just so perfect for this, but it these warlocks at a certain level should also get awakened as a spell. Like, absolutely. Yes. Or, like, it, it's added to their, like, great old one list. They can Exactly. Take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 list yeah. Of, yeah. Or, like, the patron will just give it to them at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, take this. Do some bad stuff with it. Yeah, you like, just... it could just be stuck into, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not like, once a day, I'll give it to you for free. You just have to. Every, every day you can awaken a different animal. <laughs> reawaken once a day. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so And once you start doing it like a bunch of times, you start getting like nature cleric showing up to you like, hey, I got visions of you. You need to stop what you're doing. Gotta I don't stop. know what's happening. What you up to, buddy? They're like, what's evil about it? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. God, that's so good. Oh, my Lord. So what's the aesthetic of this being? What is what is what do they look like like in their plane? What is what is their form? Are they like are they traditional old you know, Cthulhu. Are they just a thing? Yeah. What are they? Like, I think I was thinking slightly humanoid, but I think I'm veering away from that a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. I like that. Yeah, I think I I'm thinking like very you know nature oriented, so very druidic. Maybe like a weird tangling mess of vines because great old ones are often like goopy and many-eyed kind of thing so kind of take that concept but put nature You're a in it one foot diameter rock with some moss on it yeah <laughs> i'm kidding sorry a one a one foot diameter rock <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the greatest oldest rock yes <laughs> that's why it's the such a great rock. old one rocks never die right so i <laughs> go for it what if grieg mm-hmm was the first of these animals. Oh. What if it is the oldest animal that has since then become something else? Yes. But it was originally like somehow it got its own, it awakened itself essentially. And yeah. was like, why'd you make us worse than them? She's like, well, I hate them. It's like, well, I want to be them. Yeah. That's wrong that you're doing this to us. And it's trying to, like, free its own people, basically. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Yes, that's so good. And, like, at this point, it's just, like, transcended beyond, like, even being an animal. It, but like, yeah. yeah. It's almost like it's a menagerie of different animals. Yes. In one thing. Yes. And it just, you, its form is fleeting. Like, it just rotates through these things constantly. Right, right. It's yeah. like you can never really get a, get a. Yeah. Very Feywild aesthetic. Because, like, mm-hmm. Feywild... It like, looks like it belongs in the Feywild, but incorrectly. Like, half the time yes. you look at something in the Feywild, and then you look away, and then it's something different. Like, yeah. that sort of mystery. <sighs> yeah. That's metal. That's Amazing. metal as heck. That's Very rad. Much. Oh, man, that's brilliant. Man, this is so cool. This is good. This is good. I, I like I think... that we established the uh, the animal, like, sentient races. Yeah. yeah. That makes me really pumped. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he did it correctly so they weren't like a menagerie of disgusting creature parts. Exactly. He's that. He wouldn't recommend it. Not a fan. Uh, there, I did it wrong. I'm yeah. Make sure you guys do it right. Listen, there I is, had to figure this out. Let me do it right for you. There is a possible lore hook of his mistakes are out there. These horrible monstrosities roaming the world like 
you know, we start talking about like Chimera and things like that. Mm-hmm. Those are his Ooh. early attempts, his yes. mistakes. That and you know, I like the oh, go for it. I was just gonna say that's really interesting lore wise because the nature god could twist that and be like, oh, look at how evil this great old one is. Look at these monsters it's created. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. And I like the idea that uh, there is no inherent evil to this being. Because, like, the good side of it is I want you to take down those monstrosities. I didn't mean for those things to exist. Right. Yeah. And also there could be, like, you know, if an Aarakocra or, like, a Leonin finds out about the truth of all the way back then and takes sort of, like, a grudge and tries to, like, get revenge, he's like, that's not what I meant. Go fight that guy. Yeah. Make him stop. Yeah. Like, but, put him out of their misery. God. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Like, there's this whole I level. Like of, it's very along the lines of this world where, like, good and evil is entirely subjective in this world we've made. Yeah. And that's yes. what, what this is. There is no good and evil. It's just everything's obfuscated by not knowing. Yeah, it's perspective. Yeah, I like that. It's really cool. Love oh, that. Cool. God, I love Greek. I like Greek's Greek the best. Greek's fantastic. <laughs> I, love, I love this world and I love this contribution to it already. It makes uh. me happy. Oh. Now, I will say... Because your character is imprisoned, mm-hmm. how, what does that look like? How are they trapped? Where are they? How are they? What is needed to free? Yeah, that's a good question. So, all right. Let's think about the, I think a good place to start with that would be like, what are the races of the Feywild and how would they come into it? Because... The nature god has probably enlisted the help of a specific race to kind of act as the keepers of this thing, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So right now we have it on... I'm going to pitch something here to mm-hmm. both Josh and you because we're sort of almost venturing into creating the Feywild here. Mm. We, which is yeah, interesting. yeah, we are. Um, what if the Feywild always existed, but it was essentially just wilderness it was like this crazy magical right. wilderness with no things living in it mm-hmm. um maybe like sprites and like smaller creatures or like hags or something mm-hmm. but what if because elves existed here what if this nature god took elves made them a ladrin and said go make sure he doesn't get out mm-hmm. nice i love that i yes. also you've touched upon something really important here if the Feywild always existed this god of nature is a shard of the one from beyond who came over to save mm-hmm. the planet. When he broke that shard, this god of nature looked into the Feywild, and that's where he got this concept for. for a, a lot of inspiration yeah, came a from A lot there. of his inspiration yeah. for the natural environment of our world came from the Feywild, hence the almost weird mirror effect parallels. that you get. Yeah, the parallels. There. Yeah. Amazing. That's very cool. Ah, oh, yes. I like that. Oh, epic world lore. Hey, wow. Hey, wow. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Okay. This so, is good stuff. Okay. Yeah, the Aladdin are the guardians. Um, yep. Yeah. There's probably, like, a specific place, though, uh, that is, like, obscured from common knowledge within the Feywild. Sure. That sounds badass. Where he's, oh, you're saying, like, a layer of Where sorts. he's kept prison. Mm-hmm. Mm. Essentially where his prison is. Right, And yes. that thing tends to be like a subplane a lot more than like a, yeah, like I like that. Okay, okay. So we need to we need to figure that out. What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, 
I think it what? would be like I think normally when you when you imagine like oh a great one is trapped usually a summoning would take place at some kind of holy place mm-hmm. uh, which kind of implies that they were always somewhere near there so so we okay. we've played with the concept that this creature experiments this great old one what yes. about a natural laboratory so we're talking like these plant cocoon style things and weird like this subplane that is like these vats of different experiments and like things like that where he was doing this work. That's some delicious flavor. It's a weird flavor. That's really cool. Yeah. And almost like like basically you would get to a part of the Feywild where everything in the vicinity is awoken. Mm-hmm. You right. get to like oh talking like blink dogs what the hell yeah why can they talk they're doing taxes over there what's happening (laughs) and that's how you know you're getting close yeah yeah that's like the first sign that you're probably getting close to the area where he's trapped right and it's still part of the feywild so it's absolute chaos like there's talking floating trees rotating past you as you walk through this like extra planar space yeah it's still the feywild so you might hear an animal talk and go yeah it's normal that's just the feywild but then Mm -hmm. a massive chorus of everything conversing hits you in a cacophony yeah. and you're like, you're like even for the Feywild. Oh boy. It's well, almost like they've built a little society right next to this thing's prison without knowing why they're so intelligent. Yeah. Right, right. Kind of like the the uh what's the word? The essence of it is unable yes. to be fully contained and so it it's just like kind bleeding of leaks out. out into the world around it. Yeah. I like that. A good name for that. The Awoken Rift. Mm. What about the singing forest? Ooh, that's good. That's really good. I mean, I'm good with either. <laughs> I like singing forest honestly more. I think from a, it elicits more. I was pulling from like kind of old Gaudi, but the singing forest elicits more of a perspective of that Feywild. Like it really plays into that. That's what they would call it. There also is care. a little bit more mystery with that too. Like, why is it called that? You know, mm-hmm. why is it singing? Well, that's because everything there is alive. Right. Well, why are they alive? Well, <laughs> and this existence in the Feywild then also has a counterpart to some extent in the mortal world. There's a forest where most of the creatures are weirdly cognizant of their surroundings. Perhaps yes. not fully sentient, but the animals and the plants are relatively responsive and intelligent. Oh god, yes. that's so great. And Even that makes the plants too, yeah. Yeah, that makes such like a good both where he uh, is being kept and like the regular plane equivalent have really good potential for being beautiful if you know what they are and being terrifying if you don't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love that. And it's so yeah. it's so alien, like as a mm-hmm. concept. Like the whole thing is very, you know, the world, it throws the world's lores on, laws on its head a little bit for those entering it, for the PCs and the NPCs. Yeah, it's not like that, oh, I'm going to make a contract with Cthulhu in this world, I guess, for my Pact of the Elder. It's like, well... We don't you don't have know, Cthulhu, but we do have Greek. <laughs> yeah, we can do something. Oh, I love that! I love that so much. You hear a name whisper back, Greece. <laughs> so we've got. <laughs> you know, the singing forest. We placed a jungle with gnomlings on the southern portion of our most heavily established continent. 
Okay. Could we locate that in that space? Um, that actually sounds pretty rad. So yes. Yeah, it sounds very rad. A bunch of like a bunch of like smaller races living amongst like talking animals, almost like a split community. Mm-hmm. Like there's this oh, gnomling so tribe ship in that area. No mm-hmm. idea why it's like this, but they don't question it. To them, it's normal. Right. Yeah. Like maybe the first generation thought it was weird, but like three, four, five, six generations later, it's just the way life is. And they come yeah. out into the regular world and they're like, your trees don't talk? This is lame. Yeah, they go up to a tree like, how's it going, bud? <laughs> you okay? Hello? <laughs> you okay? You, you sick? <laughs> is this one dead? Your trees aren't doing too good. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man, that's so good. I love that. I love that. Okay. So that's sitting on... on on the big continent with our uh, our city above the clouds and our our Peachton or Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Love god, it. Oh. What I also like the idea of this deity existing even without a warlock in the party because like druids can stumble upon this lore and be like, well, that's not okay. Right. Yeah. Like this isn't. You should. He was just trying to do something nice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's like, it's, it's a story even without a pact. Yes. And it's but a it's source. great that it ties to her. It's a sort you it, could wild magic sorcerers could be attached to this. Like, could also be a Feywild patron. If it you could. think about it. Yeah. Because of where it's located. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Ooh, yeah, there's a lot of utility there with this with this Greek. With this Greeky yeah. boy. Are there any So I think we've already kind of really established the historical ramifications of his meddling. Um perhaps we place on the timeline this was early early on when he was mucking about with some of these sentient creatures or was it fairly recent what Mm. the Um, main implications of his work on the mortal world is that he's made leonin he's made not kalashtar um he's made kenkus he's made tabaxis all these creatures when did that happen historically so it has to have happened after the nature god existed Mm -hmm. and they started making animals after elves after dwarves. he was the f- first they were the first Krieg was the or greg was the first i keep saying Krieg for some reason uh Grieg was the first and then over time it sort of awakened itself almost on accident mm-hmm. right and then started pulling that consciousness out of the other beings yes and there's an interesting thing there that like it's because it was the first, so this nature god accidentally made it so that it could awaken itself. Then mm-hmm. saw Greek do it and was like, not going to do that again, and made them <laughs> yeah. weaker, essentially. Well, because yeah. historically, yeah. so yeah, oh, this is interesting. Because historically, the nature god looked at the elves and said, and the dwarves and said, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And so he started yeah. creating these creatures. So he he still used too much because we talked about the dwarven affiliated god is a god of essentially architecture, the blueprints and designs of the mortals. Yes, I would he say took those blueprints, or didn't take the blueprints. He just said, "I'm going to do it on my own." Oh, you think he did it on his? But that's why the the like fault of it being able to become awakened was there. It couldn't help it because okay. the builder of these gods, the the builder of the people didn't like sign off on it i still kind of like the idea though of like like this other god couldn't help but pull pieces of the architect's work into what it was doing because it didn't know exactly how to do it and that's why the sentience manifested the first time Mm -hmm. i like that as long as like there's like 
like there was a flaw in the process yeah. Yeah. of it stealing like the blueprints or whatever. It doesn't have to steal the blueprints, but maybe it was like influenced. Like it saw the architect and the way it did things and it said, well, if I just tweak this, it won't have yeah, that Yeah, like sentience. watched him work. Yeah. It's like, I can do that. Yeah. It's easy. I can just tweak it a little bit and then turns out sentience is really hard not to do. It's almost like his job is removing bits of sentience until it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all are making your nature god a little evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's very I mean, everything's neutral. Relative They're here. very, very neutral. Everything's relative here. Yeah, very neutral towards humans. Yeah. True, I would say. Yeah, nice. So okay, so that's kind of so yeah, pretty far. back. That's where it places, and then slowly Greek develops sentience, and then mm-hmm. Greek like a few thousand years. Yeah, then Greek. Yeah, I don't think it was a snap. Yeah. No, it wasn't like they woke up one day and was like, "I can read." A lot of these things take years to happen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the elf races would need at least really, in my mind, time is very weird. Like, we're talking like 10,000 years of the elves on the planet by themselves, followed by mm-hmm. another 5,000 years of the dwarves, followed by the nature god saying, okay, this is goofy, let's yeah. do this. And then you begin to see the architect placing the other mortal races after that, and at like the same time out. as Grieg begins to influence these mm-hmm. strange animal sentient races yeah and that makes sense too for if grieg is slowly becoming awakened that would give the nature god time to be like oh no and start creating the other animals for grieg to observe and be like oh this is messed up yes exactly yeah yeah i love that god it's so good tasty tasty (laughs) was there anything else anything else we need to do about grieg any little sprinklings we want to add in there hmm that's totally up to Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. You think? Do you think Grieg's all set, or do you want to add another thing or two? I mean, I love Grieg. I think he's perfect just the way he is always. Um, <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> ten out of ten. Uh, this is Would what Grieg I do again. with characters and stuff. I make them and immediately fall in love with them. Uh, no, I so think now you Grieg's have to play in this good. world with us, is what you're saying, Sarah. So yes. You can, yeah. Yes. That is a thought process. We had like a once a month one shot on this podcast. That would be really fun. In this world. That'd be so good. Down the road. Yeah. Of course. Grand schemes. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying Grieg things. No, I think Grieg's good. He's got he's got a home, essentially. Um Yeah, I think the only thing, like, if he escaped, I guess I'd have to say, like if he made it onto this plane, where would he want to stay? And I think that he would probably stay around that gnomish colony area thing, because mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, yeah, he would basically like feel a pull towards there. Right. And like maybe he would venture out to other places to awaken things, but like that would be his home. <laughs> he has that similar effect about him too, where there's a running theme of the very powerful creatures in our world terraform the world around them. So where he goes, creatures begin to awaken and plant life yeah. begins to awaken, period. Um, because that's a, a that's a, Sean, a, a theme Sean established, and I freaking love it. These great beings have massive implications on the planet once they hit the yes. planet's surface. Right. Creation isn't so much intentional as uh, a side effect. Yeah. Yeah. And there might be like passive, like once he leaves an area, those passive creatures that sort of awoken, like sort of like go back to being like lesser, yeah. not like awoken anymore, but it's kind of like a... That was weird. That dog definitely talked like a day ago. Right. Yeah. Oh, Am I going crazy? 
<laughs> like those these weird like eldritch horror stories almost sort of spread like talking animals like yes. what the fuck is happening oh, yeah, oh like, my god he was and how cool would that be if like he escaped in the Feywild and like moved to another area and that happened and yeah so like in the Feywild is like it comes up oh. into like the world and people are like oh there was this really weird time 200 years ago when all the animals in this random city could talk for a day yeah, mm-hmm. and like, could you imagine, like, as a DM, your warlock actually manages to, through some sort of ritual, manifest a portion of this creature, and wherever the warlock travels for some fucking reason, he can't figure out why. Animals are constantly talking, and so the party is being followed by talking animals. Just the as pack. Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Got a Doctor Doolittle warlock. Oh man. Oh beautiful. Also, if they take pack to the chain, their familiar can talk common. I love that. Look at that. I love that so much. There you go. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Flavor. Yeah. Flavor, flavor, flavor. Ooh, it's tasty. All of this flavor. Good stuff. Man, that was good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the whole, like, concept behind this podcast, Sarah, is, is, like, homebrew. If you had to give a homebrew tip, What's what's your number one tip for homebrew? I'm really curious about that because we're kind of we've we've tied up Greg in a nice little bow now, and I, I I've just watched you homebrew with us, and it's beautiful. So <laughs> it's flawless. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So what's what's your what's your one homebrew tip for our audience? You can think about or it. What's by your the way. process like? This. Yeah. What's your process? Oh. Hmm. I mean, actually, I did think about when I was first listening to Lore Dump, and then I found out that you guys were like, hey, come along and join us. <laughs> I I thought about, like, how do I, like, how do I homebrew? And I kind of thought that everyone did it the same way, and then I heard you guys talking about how you did it, and I was like, that's so vastly different from anything that I do, which is so interesting. So, um, because I think you said that... Uh, Sean, you usually start with like the gods of the world, and yeah. Josh, you start with like the uh, like the geography of it, and that's. Mm-hmm. I always start with a problem, like I fast forward to a full creation of a world and say like, okay, say that I have a world. What's like the biggest problem if I were to write a book about this? Uh, and then I think about like the implications of that problem, like, okay. There's a huge BBEG who wants to take over the world, the most basic kind of problem mm-hmm. that you can have in a D&D campaign. Why does he want to take over the world? Because the world is economically ruined. Nobody can get food. Why can nobody get food? Well, there's something wrong with the trade. Well, why is there something wrong with the trade? Uh, because the countries can't get to one another. Well, why is that a problem? There's war. Why is there war? The gods hate each other. Who are the gods? And it just like kind of snowballs into more and more questions until it gets to the beginning which is the creation so i kind of work backwards here's this interesting here's this thing that i'm starting to piece together when i speak to like us and when we have these conversations so your reverse engineering essentially Mm -hmm. is, is your method which is really cool i love that as a method what's really interesting to me is it's with all three of us it's cause and effect because when I say I start with geography first, it's why does the geography look like this? What cataclysmic events, what cultural events have caused it to be like this? When Sean does the gods, it's what impact would the gods have to yeah. to this existence? And when you do reverse engineering from a problem, it's why would this happen? It's all cause and effect every Absolutely. single time. 
So I guess that's a great uh, homebrewing tip is just think about cause and effect. Like everything has a purpose. Everything has a reason to exist there, even if that reason seems ridiculous or useless. It Yeah. That's... It should be a trail that's easily followed in both directions. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can go from effect to cause and cause to effect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. vice versa, like the whole way down. I think that's very interesting to start from. This is the problem. How do we get here? Yeah. Let's create backwards. I love that idea. I just, I my brain doesn't work like that. I heard you go back like 15 steps. I'm like, where do we start? <laughs> Wait, pause. <laughs> pause the movie. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> See, I have but this image me. of like, Sean tries this method and three d- days later you walk into his apartment and he's wearing just his boxers and there's chalk and red paint everywhere Paper all and over. it just smeared over the walls and he hasn't eaten in a week and he's got it's this that, feral uh, look on his eyes is that always sunny in uh, Philadelphia yes, meme where the, Charlie points at Charlie Day meme <laughs> this yeah. has to mean something <laughs> amazing oh, that's so good um, and what would be your first tip since we have a little bit of your process what would be like a tip mm-hmm. that when you're building your worlds that you're like this is what helps me I mean, can I give the most basic tip that I feel like every DM who homebrews gives, which is like steal? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's Please big, reiterate that. One point. of our biggest stances. I just love stealing, man. No, it's it's and it's not like you shouldn't completely rip uh, if you're doing like a public game. If you're doing a home game, do whatever you want. You know, like set a yeah. world completely in the world of I don't know. Or in high school host club. That's what's in my brain right now. <laughs> Josh already does that. It's true. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my home game with all of my or in high school host club friends that I have many of. We all sit and you know. I gotta join that game. I gotta get in there. Yeah, we'll get you. Uh, in there. Yeah, we're, we're but... missing Bunny Senpai. Uh... Sorry. <laughs> this, um, this is a niche bit. I know, I know. And here's the thing. I Like I said, I haven't watched it since, like, high school, so I remember the basic premises, but anything beyond that, I'm like, mm, yes, oh, of course. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> Sean's sitting here like, can we? Sure. Let's may, uh, get Bunny Senpai in there, dude. <laughs> Love it. All about it. Sean is sitting here like, okay, mm, that one's hitting the Why cutting room me? floor. I'm, I, I'm the weird one in this room. That's not good. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, no, but uh, definitely um, there's no shame in taking inspiration from, like, the favorite things that you like to read to listen to. I literally just, the session that I DM'd this last Sunday was completely based off a book I read when I was a kid. Like, there's no, have fun. Take your time. Take the things that you like and make them into something that you like even more. Yeah, fully. It doesn't have to be, like, the whole campaign. You don't no. have to steal, like, a movie. Get that flavor. But Yeah. Recently, I, I I realized that I think gargoyles are boring, mm. so I turned them into the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. Yes. That's better. That's way better. <laughs> so much better. Yeah. It's just a concept. Just steal the concept. Mm-hmm. Put it somewhere. Exactly. Boom. Don't tell anybody it's there. Don't tell anyone. Perfect. I came up with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Oh, you... Oh, yeah. I guess it is kind of like the Weeping Angels. I didn't even think of that. Give credit where credit is due. Of course. Of course. But, like, (laughs) everyone, even even your favorite, most famous DM draws inspiration from the media that they love. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, the things that most come to mind for me are, like, Brian Murphy from uh, Not Another D&D Podcast, like, 
uses stuff from the video oh, games so that good. he plays. Uh, like Donkey Kong? Yeah, <laughs> like Donkey Kong. Uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan, like, set an entire campaign in New York, which was his hometown. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is inspiration from the life and experiences that we've had. So don't be afraid to use that. And I came to this weird realization the other day, because, you know, I run a campaign in Saltmarsh that is heavily homebrewed. And, like, that's, like, everything... If you're using any kind of the canonical lore from Dungeons and Dragons, like if you touch upon something with the devils and then repurpose that slightly, you are taking that from D&D's canon and altering it and homebrewing it. So it's like, it goes both ways. Like a lot of the time we're like, well, either you're a homebrewer or you're a scenario, you're all doing the same damn thing most of Mm -hmm. the time. Unless you're running like a set adventure module. You're right. just pulling bits and things and inspirations and then placing it into a story. There's some differences in like, you know, geography and setting and things like that. But I was reading through something for Salt Marsh regarding some deep lore for Earth and Greyhawk setting, and I was like, I'm not gonna do this. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So now that's going out the window, and I have my own thing, and I'm just inserting that into Greyhawk. So what does that mean? Like, it's a completely, it's a weird process, and I don't think people cognate it the same way they should or the right way. Right. So kind of like how Sarah homebrews her like planets in reverse, you're almost terraforming Greyhawk to be homebrewed from the inside out. Yep. Yes. Exactly. That's a great way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Terraforming is a really good way. Either way, we're all doing a form of terraforming. We did that with our our nine hells. We mm. took a very yeah. large existing piece of D and D lore and we repurposed it and terraformed it to fit our needs. Perfect. And I mean, uh, if we're really if we're really getting into the nitty-gritty of it, like D&D is a game that's taken from the biggest fantasy tropes that were already created. So yep. like we're all just mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> in yeah. new and exciting ways. Yeah. Yeah, with our friends. With our friends. God, that's beautiful. There you go. Guys, that was so insightful. Ah. <laughs> Don't ask so surprised. Whoa. That's what the show's supposed to be. <laughs> we just never do it because we're always making shit. We're jokes. Making, it's usually usually the insight is heavily buried under a whole bunch of poop jokes and stupidity. Yeah, you and me throwing memes at each other. Yeah, yeah, and, then, and you have to like peel the layers back. This I really mean, I love it. to the surface. Yeah, this, this is good. <laughs> well, thank you. But you you coming out and giving us a whole new perspective has been delightful to sit here and work through it's been great to be here where can our listeners find you sarah tell tell them tell us everything don't leave out a single your address your social security number well okay calm down it's a crime josh stop it i mean i mean i'm i'm on a podcast so i have to do what the hosts say right yeah Mm -hmm. okay is that true don't do it yes don't do it it. I'm a robot. I'm so sorry I had to break it to you this way. None of you have seen me in real life, so you can't prove it. Explains it. a lot of behaviors, guys. Yeah. Well, there was that time <laughs> where I got really upset and was like, I need oil. And y'all thought it was for my car, but it was for me. There was that time uh, you you can find me. Suit on and you were just bits of metal. There was that time. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Should have known. I exist on TikTok. Uh, it's all under the Sarah is Coffee umbrella, as it were. Uh, and Twitter umbrella. and Instagram. Uh, also, I stream on Twitch now, which is super fun. I just play story games, and it's great. 
because uh, I can't sit through playing like co-op shooter games. I can't do it. Uh, and I'm also on the Welcome In, which I love so much. Uh, I DM and play there. It's so great. It's and uh, yeah. Oh, and I and I'm in another campaign that plays on Mondays. That is, I believe, still on Fish Whiskey Live right now. By the time this goes live, it will be on that other one, probably. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's true. It's on on the D&D Moms channel. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Very sick. We're stocking up on episodes in case the audience hasn't noticed. Yeah. Yes. This is a bit behind. Yeah. We're, we're, We're like way, way ahead. I always forget this. I forget that, like, it's not going to happen right now. Uh, it's fine. This releases tomorrow. The this isn't getting released the minute we stop recording. What? We're not talking about like you know hot button issues. The news. We're not the news guys. We're not. We're Torig news. Yeah. Josh, I'm appalled with you. I'm the weatherman. <laughs> uh, it's raining sideways down here on Torig. Oh. Now over to Josh for sports. They kicked the ball at the field goal, and now everybody's cheering. Now away for Josh for sports. <laughs> <laughs> now over to Josh for celebrity gossip. Uh, this man had a baby adopted from this part. I'm not good at that. Now over to our <laughs> critic for movie reviews. Josh, go ahead and take it. <laughs> oh, you're making him cry. <laughs> this just in hot COVID update. Josh, take it away. I just want it to stop. Please make it stop. Why are all these anchors crying? <laughs> you know what? This is probably like a really good spot to end the show. But before we do that, guys, if you have questions for us, you can go to loredumbquestions at gmail.com or John at loredump uh, or at the loredump on Instagram and Twitter I believe yes <laughs> yes that is correct do you think we'd have this figured out by now Sarah did a better I job than check we my did notes. <laughs> I mean I'm an improviser so I just improvised that I knew what I was doing it yeah. works like well, a it's for the best bullshit until they believe you're you're good yeah 100% just like a DM Okay. One day we'll start bullshitting until they believe we're good. Isn't that this podcast? <laughs> 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 I don't know why they're saying I control this sentence. <laughs> Bye, everybody. He's just going to hold us here forever. Oh, no. <laughs> We're trapped.